every single marketer and every single brand should be attempting to earn a disproportionate share of conversation. If you work for an organization where they say, bring us a chart that goes up and to the right, you have a challenge. Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. I am here to inspire you, to excite you, to motivate you, to transform you, to energize you. Hello and welcome to Demand Gen Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios, and we are coming at you again with Uncuttable Budget Items. This is the ninth installment of the Uncuttable Budget Items list. As always, we talk about Uncuttable Budget Items in every single episode, and then we compile them all into one list for you, into one single episode, and then you can watch them and listen to them at your own convenience. So it's a mashup of a bunch of different CMOs and marketing leaders talking about their Uncuttable Budget Items. We've been doing this for a long time. People love it. And so we're going to keep on keeping on here. If you like this, if you like any other stuff that we're doing, feel free to give us a rating and review always. We love that stuff. And if you have any questions for us, future guests, anything like that, you can email us team at caspianstudios.com and we'll answer everything. So enjoy Uncuttable Budget Items number nine coming at you. And of course, before we get to today's episode, let's hear a quick word from our amazing sponsor, Qualified. Demand Gen Visionaries is brought to you by Qualified. Qualified is the pipeline generation platform for revenue teams that use Salesforce. You can intelligently grow your pipeline by understanding the signals of buying intent and having real-time conversations right on your website. You can learn more at qualified.com. Kevin Sellers, the Chief Marketing Officer at Ping Identity, kicks it off for today. Find out why Kevin is investing in go-to-market motion, digital land, and channel partners. Yeah, so I think for us, I, I would call these the three uncuttable. We're going to be laser-focused on one go-to-market motion, which is around our customer use case, right? In the past, we've had multiple of those. So we're, we're essentially folding a lot of that effort away and being incredibly targeted and focused. So uncuttable number one is that focus around the singular go-to-market motion that we're going to put in market. Rather than having multiple go-to-market kind of motions, we're going to be essentially a singular focus, which will give us the ability to invest at the level we need to, but also keeps us simplified and focused on a single message or a single platform. I would call that un- uncuttable, but it's really a, a strategy that's uncuttable. But the other two are really important. The second one is what I call our digital land. Recognizing that businesses like ours three quarters or more, depending on what you read, of the customer journey is now done fully digitally and on the customer's timeline. We have yet to have, I think, what I would call an exceptional digital land or the ability to provide complete self-service from initial connection to actually fulfilling an order. And so we've been investing in that in 2023 is the year that we bring that to life fully so that we can serve that digital-centered customer will still have reps, we still have hand touch, we still have things that, you know, for large enterprise never go away, but we've invested heavily and will continue to do so to ensure that our digital journey is exceptional. So that's uncuttable number two. And then the, the next one would be our channel partners. So we've got a number of programs underway to help us scale our business through and with our channel partners. So those would be the three things there that I say are our must-haves for 2023. Like Kevin, Melissa Sargent is focused on the digital landscape. The chief marketing officer at AlphaSense outlines her strategy for investing in the company's website. The website, the content team, and paid for 
for us in terms of really bringing in, in, in my role here, we, because we have such an expansive customer base, we do a lot on the customer marketing side and historically always have, but haven't done as much on the net new side and bringing new people into the funnel. And so those three key areas are really one of the areas that we're, we're developing and focusing in on 2023 is to bring net new people into, you know, to, to the brand. Esther Flammer is the chief marketing officer at Reich. You'll hear Esther discuss the importance of inbound and outbound in her budget. Yeah. And I know we talked about this and again, every business is a little different. And so when I answered this question, when I was at Conga, you know, I had talked a lot about ABM because that was a huge driver for big deals. Right. And, and also just the premise of ABM of going really targeted, understanding your sweet spot and then making sure you're getting in front of every single buyer in that sweet spot in a really multi-channel way still holds true. I would say the Reich go-to-market model is very highly dependent on inbound and inbound trials where we're generating a substantial amount, like tens of thousands of trials a month. And trials are fantastic, right? They're every salesperson's dream because basically you not only have a buyer-ready lead, but they are actually in the product utilizing it and seeing you know, what, what they can do with your solution. And so that's fantastic model. And so, you know, some of the drivers of that, those inbound trials are really going to be around buyer ready types of leads who are searching for, for project management, right. Or for work management. And so paid search is obviously huge for us as well as listings, people who are buyer ready are looking for a solution. So those are probably some of the more uncuttable budget items, but I say that also with a little bit of a grain of salt because they're also quite expensive, And so, again, our constant need to optimize those channels and to look at every single, you know, message, every single keyword, you know, all of the optimizations that we can potentially do within those inbound digital channels, it's a huge focus for us. Next, find out the two secret weapons that Liam Barnes uses as head of demand gen at Bionic. So I'm going to say the first two that are uncuttable, and I think that they're the most effective. One is basically our field budget, which is us working with vendors, typically doing one-to-one meetings with people that are in RICP. Those typically are the lowest volume, but the highest converting for us because it's basically just ABM and sales. This goes back to why things are effective in marketing in general, right? Like when you go and have a one-on-one meeting with somebody and the intent is they're open to talking to you, and we are there to basically educate them about what we do, the likelihood of conversion is already going to be higher because the guard of I don't want to talk to you is already down. And so it's the reason why when you have things that are inbounds coming through ads on LinkedIn with the offers, the conversion is lower than when someone comes to your website and raises their hand. It's because like they're already saying, hey, I've seen what you do. I'm interested. I want to have a conversation. Let's go and book some time. So it's a similar motion where these people are already opted in and they already want to learn about you and they already want to talk to you. And the other thing is CISOs have told us that they enjoy those because they are booking and blocking time to learn about new tech, to learn about new vendors, to talk to people. Like that's what they're allocating their time for. And if they think that your tech is good and they want to to bring it in, then it typically converts at a pretty high clip. And if your targeting is correct, 
and the people that you're talking to are more likely to convert based on all the data that you've developed. That's why it's more successful. If you're looking to boost your click-through rates and get more conversions, you won't want to miss out on Eric Quanstrom's uncuttable budget items. He's the CMO of Science Technologies. Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. I think that for us, some uncuttables are a lot of the positions that we've achieved on primarily directories where our own clients are reviewing us and kind of like relating their firsthand experience of doing business with science to the rest of the world. And as you know, a lot of those directories are are kind of pay-per-click and and you know, they they very much feature folks in in sponsorship tiers. And so we have to preserve those tiers by, you know, pay for play. And so that becomes a budget item that is loath to be cut. Largely because the the truth of the matter is, is that when you exist on directories and you have positive word of mouth or favorable reviews, and, and our reviews, you know, like tend to be very robust. We tend to have more than average competitors in the space, simply because we've had more clients, I think, over the years and been growing a lot faster. But the the interesting part there is that those leads, when they come through, I like to think of it almost like Google arbitrage, right? Because people are hitting Google and they're finding directories, you know, and then they're finding you one layer deep, right? So if I were looking on Google for, say, lead generation services companies or appointment setting firms or telemarketing services or call centers or any of the other kind of like phrases that that largely describe our business, there's a really good chance that I'm hitting a directory first and seeing a stack ranking of ourselves against relevant competition. Yeah. And again, when, when you can kind of compare apples to apples, so to speak, and then earn those click-throughs, oftentimes through you know sponsorships or uncuttable budget, what you find is that those clicks tend to convert at a much higher rate, and they tend to perform very well in sales cycles, and, and it's a very virtuous circle or cycle going forward. They also produce a lot of people that are doing their homework and that we can then identify through our use of our own tools and kind of, again, follow up as I was illustrating earlier in an outbound lab motion. So capturing people that are doing research, but maybe just aren't ready to pull the trigger and, and kind of fill out that form just yet. It's a great way to, to mobilize outbound to, to capitalize on buying interest, even if the buyer themselves isn't ready to pull the trigger. So that would be number one. I think number two would be our own ad budget. And so our ad budget really has performed well for us and, and the ability to allocate dollars against our ICP and return results is something that we, we don't see cutting anytime in the near future. Plus, raising awareness has a, a ton of virtuous effects on what we see in other traffic channels, not the least of which are direct you know, so where we see a lot of people associating with the science brand and and then even coming back and, and oftentimes doing Google searches for that science without an S and getting branded traffic either organically or through AdWords. So that would be, and maybe I even throw AdWords in as, as part of like 2A or, or number three of uncuttable budget, simply sure. because, you know, we want to be on on that buying path when people have buying intent and commercial keywords that, that are relevant to us. So, so that would be my answer. According to Don Sherman, the CTO and VP of product marketing at Pegasystems, account-based marketing and in-person events are two crucial areas that you can't afford to cut. So, I mean, obviously I think ABM, right? We, we've, we've talked a lot about that. You know, I actually would say, especially now that we're getting back to in-person, 
our annual user conference is a massive pipeline generator, value generator for us. I think it's also something that's just really important to our clients. We, we work really hard to make sure that not only is that event fun and engaging, but it actually creates an opportunity for people to leave with a better understanding, to network and meet with other clients. I mean, I think one of the best things I can do as a marketer is connect one client with another client so that they can inform each other totally. and learn from each other. And I think point. the best, at, and I think that's, some of that can only happen at a, a big in-person event where we can all kind of sit down in a tech pavilion or, a, you know, a, a, an expo and see the technology, but also talk to each other about how it can be used. So that, that's another, that's another big one. And then, you know, I think, um, I think digital still is essential, you know, to how we, how we do and how we drive things, you know, do, doesn't matter who you look at, whether you ask Gartner or Forrester or whoever, right. You know, large majorities of the buying journey are happening on digital channels. And I think as marketers, especially again, in technology, we have to provide the capability for our customer to self-educate for our, for our customer to actually find the answers that they want along that buying journey. And especially for enterprise sales, where you're not selling to an individual, you're selling to a team, you're selling to like the business owner, but you're also selling to somebody who represents the end users and you're selling to a technology person or you're selling to a chief architect or you're selling to a security officer who wants to make sure that everything is going to be compliant from a data perspective. You need that set of digital sort of question answering to make sure that all of those stakeholders feel comfortable and confident about the buying decision that they're making. Michelle Huff, the CMO of User Testing, shares her insights on the crucial role that their web channel plays in driving business growth. Well, one of them I mentioned, the web, our kind of web channel is definitely such a huge contributor to pipeline over the years. Mm -hmm. And so all the things that we're doing around optimizing that channel is, is really important to us. Probably the next one is our paid, paid advertising is a, mm -hmm. is a pretty big channel for us. And then third has really been events. We made some changes to the organization because I really, you know, in the spirit of what the economy is, you know, what's been kind of going out in the market. Basically, the idea was to really see if we can make the most of every dollar that we're investing in our campaigns. And yeah. I think when we were kind of growing and scaling really quick, it was really easy to almost have these isolated one-off campaigns yep. instead of really trying to coordinate and have a series of digital touch points, even that might go along with live touch points. Some examples might be, we started to change things so that if you're at a trade show at the booth, we would have an iPad there that allows people to directly book meetings. We have a, a digital free test offer that we can kind of sign people up right there. We've also done things where Billboards will put QR codes. And so when you go there, we can actually track where they're coming from that specific event and then have really tailored landing pages for them. And so the website we we put together, actually um, calling a digital first demand center, because I wanted to make sure that all of those things were really kind of being brought together. And so it was really bringing our demand gen function along with content search and SEO with our digital web experience teams, when they're building all those experiences that also have the testing and optimization, targeting within that, and then marketing ops, and then our 
analytics. It's been a big kind of goal of ours to become much more data-driven as well and be able to show the ROI across these different touch points. And so yeah. it's really kind of bringing that together, but thinking how do we make the most of, of each particular touch point and then capture the data so we can arm our, our SDR team with more information than, than just like the lead name. Mandy McEwen, the founder of Mod Girl Marketing and Luminetics, is also focused on a digital presence. She explains why LinkedIn is a crucial component of any successful marketing budget. Yes, solid question. So first of all, it's the only B2B social media network in the world primarily focused on B2B. It has you know loads of decision makers. Four out of five decision makers are on LinkedIn. It is where the C-suite is going to consume information. It's literally where people go to keep up with their industry trends and to network. So if you are in B2B, your target market is on LinkedIn and it's only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, it was already growing, but then COVID hit and it just, you know, has taken off. So it's not going away and it's only getting bigger. So if you're not on LinkedIn and you're in B2B, you're missing out on a massive opportunity. Not to mention it's so unique in the fact that it's not like any other social media network. It literally is meant for networking where Instagram, you're just throwing up, you know, beautiful pictures and videos and reels you're not spending a ton of time actually building relationships on Instagram. That's not what it's for, right? Or LinkedIn, it is meant to build relationships. So it's the best place that you can possibly go to before you pick up the phone, before you email people to try to build that relationship ahead of time, engage with their content, et cetera. So that is why everyone needs to be there. Our last featured guest is Madhukar Kumar. As the CMO of Single Store, his uncuttable budget items range from events to developer relations to SEO and content. Check it out. I think that answers my mind changes every year, or at least uh, when you build out a strategy and a plan. I think that this year, I've already seen a lot of people coming back in person. And people are hungry to meet in real life as well. So the first one I would say for me would be events. And then, of course, hybrid events too, right the webinars as such. I wouldn't try not to cut it, and there are ways to do that in a very economic fashion. The second one would be developer relations, because we do sell to app builders and developers. And what I mean by that as a channel is not just going into paid, but building tools that help the developers, but makes them also use our product, things like Visual Studio Code extension, it could be a chat GPT extension for writing SQL, those kind of things. And then the third one, I would say definitely SEO and content. That is changing quite a lot because of AI and other stuff. But as of today, it's still extremely important to hide. Thank you to all of you for listening and watching. We really appreciate it. And thanks, as always, to our best friends at Qualified. For those of you who have been listening to the show, over 100 episodes, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uncuttable budget items, you all know Qualified has been with us since the very beginning. They're the best. We love them dearly. Go to Qualified.com to learn more. If you haven't gone to Qualified.com, you're crazy because it is the absolute fastest way to drive pipeline on this freaking planet. So we love Qualified. Go check them out, Qualified.com. I hope everyone is filling their pipelines with tons and tons and tons of revenue. I appreciate all of you for listening and watching. Have a great day. Take care. The Man Gen Visionaries is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com. 
conversational marketing company that's on a mission to transform the way B2B companies sell. Go to qualified.com to learn more.